Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Light as a shit card is hot. Welcome back to the Woke Blokes podcast. It's Ryan Come Hassan. On. Ryan Hassan, runner-up of the Vietnam, uh, I was going to say fit, the Woke Blokes, the Vietnam Woke Blokes Dong Cup. Um, joined as always by my co-host <laughs> and the very humble and gracious winner of the Woke Blokes Golf Vietnam trip. Um, he took my dong in his hands and rubbed it on his face. Um, we're talking about the currency of Vietnam, for those who don't know, not anything else. Uh, Nico, congratulations on a, I was going to say a well-earned victory, but more of a, a hollow victory, I suppose, is probably the better way to talk about it. Well, it's hollow because you, um, you really sort of let yourself down i suppose and thanks for that thanks for that really flat introduction let's let's start again i'd like a bit more bruce buffer and still a reigning champion or i don't know, I want a bit of pizzazz a bit of him i don't know if i can do pizzazz because i'm still i'm still reeling i'm still thinking about it you know like but you know look to to give people context i came out of the <laughs> gates where we were all so we played what do we play four rounds Four rounds, yeah. There was four rounds of golf at four different golf courses in the at Da Nang of Vietnam. We had a bloody wonderful time. Um, we had a great, great oh, time. Lots of shout, laughs. Shout, shout out to shout out to SGA Social Golf Australia. Shout out to SGA. Shout out to the Radisson Hotel in Da Nang, oh, um, yeah. which allowed us to just have Cuban cigars on the roof and oh, you know and whiskey on chip, the rocks. Putting in- Putting and chipping competitions in the corridor. <laughs> yes, without without complaining at all. It was wonderful. And we had all square on the first day. The second day, Nico had food poisoning and had to pull out, which I think is a forfeit, to be well, honest. It's, it's, no, it's still a bit sus because we ate the same thing. I, I left the table, came back. We ate the same foods. I reckon you you slipped some dong to one of the waiters. Yeah. Got a raw, got a raw prawn put on my plate. Sabotage is, um, yeah, it's it's well, when it's ducked out to the loo and came back on like, Nick, you gotta try these prawns, mate, especially that you one did. right there. You did you did, <laughs> which is which says you were afraid, which which says you were scared. Um, I did, you know. I didn't do that, that's not what happened. So, you you got sick, um, and then the the next round, the following day. I took well, the you honors. Went, you went and played around with, with everyone else while I took I had to play there. an extra one. I had to play an extra one. Well, that's probably to your advantage as well. Like it's it's yeah, you know, you, you should have got in the groove. You should have grooved your swing. Anyway, let me continue the story. Stop talking about me and my swing. <laughs> we then go out at uh which was what our favorite course. Oh, yeah. Shores. oh my oh, god, yeah. what a Lynx course that was. I'm still having nightmares. I'm just so disappointed. I played the worst round of my life there. It's such a yeah. beautiful course. And so I, I pants you that day. So we'll go yeah. on by days, like who was up, you know, uh, on the day. So we had an all square day and then a one up. But we also, Nick decided on the fly after the <laughs> first day, just, just, you know, on the fly, he goes, <laughs> Because if we finish our match play after 18 holes and we're all square, then we'll calculate the Stableford points and that's who takes the honours. So that was just decided. That was not discussed prior to the which, trip. Which everyone at the table thought was a good idea and you agreed to. Because everyone, at the, yeah, everyone at the table was four beers deep, mate. They would have agreed to anything. 
40 beers deep. But you also thought it was a good idea because you're like, yeah, we don't want it to be all square at the end. We want a result. And yeah, so okay, I created right. a way for us to get a result. Okay. So then, so after two rounds, I'm up one of, um, we're all square one day and then I've won one of the days, so two to go. Because then, I, just, I just literally peeled myself off my deathbed to, to go and play. Let's Let's not, um, you know, overstate the situation. There was a rest day. There was a rest day after your deathbed day. Um, and then we went up to the Banner Hills up in the mountains mm -hmm. uh, on the Thursday, on the Friday, Thursday, yep. Friday. Thursday. And then um, that was a Friday. And then, um, and so we went up there. And so this was, this is where it got a little bit contentious because we once again, match play finished all square on the day, but Nick's new rule that he introduced due to the agreed the rule, due to the agreed rule from the first day, which you had days to get your head around, not even get your head around, you, you fucking agreed to it. I did agree to it. I'm, 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 I'm picking up a bit You're of a clutching. stitch here. You are clutching. Okay. It's true. So now we are all square. And so we had to get an extra round added because Nick was I, 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 won the, I won the third round based off Stableford points and and because we're all square in terms of match play. So for those that aren't golfers, you know, Ryan and I are about the same, the same handicap. Um, we play about the same sort of golf. And so we play match play and it's whoever wins or whoever has the best hole on the sc uh, score on the hole. And so we got to the, uh, and we both won the same amount of holes. So then it goes to points, which is based off your handicap and gets a bit technical. But uh, yeah, so I, I came away with the cherries on the third round. And then, ooh. and then it, we went to uh, BRG Links uh, on the Saturday and we had to book an extra round. It was cool, actually, because we, the second nine, we kind of played under lights. Really cool. Mm. It started getting dark, and and I and yeah, we hadn't played under lights before. It was really cool. Um, and so match play again. Nick, I believe, got to three up after twelve. Yeah. yeah. Which then it looked like it was all over. Three up with yeah. only uh, what six to play. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the next three holes, you fell apart a little bit, and all of a sudden, we're all square again after fifteen. And mm -hmm. so, you know, this is a whole week, a whole not just a whole week, but the lead up to the trip as well. But oh, the whole week months. This is, months is, is now everything is just could not be any tighter with a couple of holes to play. All of our dong was on the line. We were playing for one million Vietnamese dong, um, which yeah. sounds super impressive, but is about what sixty bucks. Yeah, about sixty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, I can't remember what happened after that, but we all had a good time. We're back in Australia <laughs> now, and um, it's great, it's great right. to be recording a show. You can remember every shot over four rounds except the last three holes. All right. Okay. Well, I think Correct. you capitulated, and I the cream rose to the top, and I uh, I, I I played my way home and um, took took all your dong. I learned a valuable lesson that I'm, I'm, you know, taking for myself. Because on the on the Ryan can't set boundaries. I can't set boundaries, and on the 16th hole, after all square, the course we we're playing at was a water beast. Every hole was water, and there was a short par four. And my little Vietnamese caddy gives gets my driver out, and I'm like, no, 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 like four iron on this hole. And then she goes, no, no, be a driver. And then 
I just should have stood up for myself. You know, I'm a, I'm six six foot two. You know, ninety plus kilos. You know, generally quite a confident man. You yet this five foot one, I could. <laughs> I took my driver and proceeded to pull it straight into the water, and um, and I never recovered from that point. You mentally unraveled there because you 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 just were, were stuck in this. I shouldn't have taken driver, and your focus went, your confidence went. It all it was it was like a car driving down the, the highway, and the wheels start falling off, and all the panels start falling off, and and it started crying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's but it was uh, wonderful. It was wonderful that it came down to the last few holes, and um, like I said, we uh, we had a wonderful time in Vietnam. We really did. I would. Yeah, you, you hadn't been there before, had you? No, no. It was a bucket no. list for me. I'd been on sort of all over Southeast Asia, but not Vietnam. And I'd heard they had some wonderful golf courses there. So to, to when when Social Golf Australia um, sent out the email that this was happening and. We had the, the my mate Matty Pitt, the founder of SGA. We had him on a episode around number fifty or so, um, and that was that was a really well received podcast, and, and lots of people gave some beautiful feedback. So um, yeah, he looked after us and sent us off to Vietnam, and uh, couldn't have had a better time. Yeah, it was great. It was great, and um, you know, good. It was great to spend time with you, you Nico, like that. Um, I'm glad we got the separate. I'm glad we made that decision to get the separate rooms, though. After yeah, you were quite too. sick that me night, <laughs> we initially yeah. booked it. And we're like, let's just do a twin share room. I reckon that'll be fun. And then a few weeks before we went, we had to think about it. And went, look, let's upgrade to the yeah to, to the separate rooms. You, 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 and I, our relationship wouldn't have been the same after <laughs> that night of food poisoning. There would have been things that cannot have been unseen by you. It was. In a word, it was violent. Uh, but look, I had violent. great comp- I had great compassion because I've been there myself uh, on a, on a number of occasions. So um, I do have compassion. So no, we had a great time over there. It's uh, it's good to be back, back into the swing of things. Nico back up north, me down here in in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I'd, we just launched a uh, actually an addiction program um, this week. I was doing a little side project with some with some friends and colleagues and uh, we had our first group call last night and um, it was great. It was, it was great to see uh, people showing up for themselves, you know, and being mm. really vulnerable. And I, I just, yeah, last night was one of those things where I just really, it's like, Oh God, I love what I do. You know, I love to be able to work with mm-hmm. people who are, and you've spoken about it before, Nick, and, and I had the same thing when we first went out of this world, it's like, I want to save the whole world and everyone needs to, hear this message and then you come to the realization it's like no no we need to just help the people that actually want help um and are ready for that and um we had people on this call last night who were just all on the same page they all were ready to get help they wanted to get help and they were there to be to be open and honest with themselves and it was just it was just so beautiful to see and i nothing really gets me as fired up as seeing people who uh, do that apart from beating you at golf but those two things uh quite equally um, well, that, that round that you beat me, that's the one and only time you've ever beaten me. Yeah, there was no um, need to bring up the details, but um, it was quite a pantsing, to be honest. <laughs> um, wonderful to hear that last night. We, too, have just uh, launched a few exciting things. So we're having a weekly Zoom hangout for clients. So 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night, I'll just open up a Zoom meeting and 
any past or present clients can jump in and just hang out and chat because they've all got so much experience and so much to offer and support each other. And it's just, uh, yeah, so just grab a beer or a wine or a hot chocolate or a coffee or whatever and sit down and it's just going to, we're just going to chat about whatever. Um, you know, it's the, the work sort of tends to go in themes sometimes. So we'll talk about theme, the theme of the work at the moment, um, a lot of it is down to uh, setting non-negotiables and surrendering. So, so that'll be the topic of the week. Um, but we've also just uh, – I've had clients after a certain period of time and they get themselves into a cer- certain position say that they want to – you know, they're thinking about how can I how can I help people? How can I sort of do something similar to what you're doing? And I've toyed around with having MindFit ambassadors and then MindFit practitioners and they can go and study and, and turning MindFit into, you know, an accredited training program and all sorts of things. Uh, and I landed the other day on on MindFit mentors. So um, uh, another level of internal support for, for clients and programs. We're going to have these clients that are in maintenance programs as the mentors. So... Mm. Um, it's not for them to therapize or you know, do emotional triage or anything on, on anyone. It's just, um, you know, if someone's sort of can't get their head around something that we talk about, like the, the, the four noble truths or whatever, then they just go to um, – because a, a lot of clients mistakenly <laughs> – and you'd know this and Emma would know this, put me up on a pedestal and it's like, oh, Nick's this omnipresent being and he just is all all equanimous and just pure thoughts. And <laughs> um, and so to have clients as mentors and in that position, they're, you know, I'm 13 years into this where the clients are two, three, four, five years into this so for new clients come in, they're a lot closer to where the clients are. It's like it's course. like a, the next step, as opposed yeah. to like you know four or five steps down the road. There's someone in that intermediary place. Yeah, like that's that's a wonderful uh, resource. Yeah, yeah, and, and and these these mentors, man, like they're, they're all bringing something unique to the table. They've all got different backgrounds, different life experience, different jobs. They're in different industries. Uh, you know, we've got Tomka up in the mines, we've got a couple of blokes in Swan Hill, and couple of crew in Melbourne and, and down the peninsula. So they're they're all all unique in, in what they're bringing to the table. So, yeah, I'm just really excited about launching that in April and um, hopefully the clients, you know, that are in programs really take to that and, and start connecting with the, the mentors. So, yeah, yeah it's, no, it's beautiful to see them, them giving back. You know, they've got themselves in this position where, all right, now, now I'd like to – to be there for others yeah yeah it's like you know like you said if there's something they're not quite grasping whatever it's like well this is you know this is how i took it in and how i applied it and mm. you know i and then it's like oh okay that makes sense to me and yeah i think it's it's it's, it's a really good next step and the hangouts as well we were actually talking about on the call last night it's like you know for, for us and the work that we do there's a lot of it's a lot of deep level conversation so it's like i now i don't have many surface level conversations i have some but like it's not the majority and the the natural is 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 depth Viet, vietnam like, is pretty surface level yeah yeah, yeah that's fine i enjoyed that yeah it's, but that, it's like a bit of a break from the depth you know um 
but um you know and so but a lot of people and they were speaking on this call last night as well it's like um you know most of life is kind of up here and it's like you know i got to manage stuff and speak to my co-workers or you know friends and all this kind of stuff and then having that space and like for your group it's a wednesday night where it's like let's just get together and kind of cut the bullshit and talk about real you know what's happening inside and well, what we're working all, they're, through. They're, all, they're all like-minded people and and you know they they love what we we talk about the language that we're using in mindfit and the the, the structure of it and the philosophies behind everything like everyone really when they come into contact with it they love it but their friends haven't done the program or their partners haven't done a program or so they've got no one to sort of talk about it with and bounce bounce things off with so yeah the whole point of the hangout is to create an opportunity for like-minded people to sit and go a bit deeper and talk about things that are real and and honest and um yeah, I think it's just. I think it's going to be a wonderful resource again. Oh, beautiful, mate! Where's your little list on your phone that you had? Let's talk about that. Yeah, well, we've come back from Vietnam, and um, uh, and I was, I think I might have done this while I was on my deathbed because I was like, kind of these <laughs> list, list, list of this should tips be good. to feel, tips to feel good and function well. And it's hilarious that this came when I was at my least functional and and least feeling goodness. So I've got a yeah, I've got a list, uh, and I'd love for you to add or subtract. Um, I think a routine. Yeah, I like this pretty common, but uh, I thought it'd be nice to summarise it. Routines, morning routines, evening routines. You know, have a look at. I mean, you're a dad. You've got wonderful little Tommy that we were just chatting with earlier. Um, and we know that kids do well with routines. You know, the kids need a routine. They need some structure. They need to know where they're going and when they're going because it creates a bit of um, you know, habitual behavior and, and becomes a bit easier for them. They don't have to think so much or they're not so lost or confused. They don't have to analyze things. Um, so I think as adults, we, we sort of forget that routines are really important. So having a morning routine, even if it's just getting up at the same time every morning and, you know, you go into the stoic philosophy and, and they're big proponents of this, um, getting up and just at the same time, going for a walk or stretching or exercising or whatever, some water, just don't get on your devices straight away. Um, yeah, and then evening routine as well. Start switching your devices off, start preparing yourself for sleep. So many people just, you know, <laughs> hard wire throughout the day and in fight, flight and buzzing and adrenaline and cortisol, dopamine and then, you know, consume a massive meal and usually um, alcohol and then expect to go to bed and have a really deep restful mm. sleep. It's just... Because something doesn't math. add up. <laughs> yeah, the math, the math, the X plus Y is not equaling Z. Like, the math doesn't add up. So I, I guess it's about working smarter not harder and, and it's hard to create you know, new routines because you, you sort of so you got to employ discipline and willpower and consciousness and mindfulness and all of these things but once you once you get the ball rolling then it's much easier to, to keep it rolling it just takes yeah. more momentum yeah, no, I think it's a really great point I think, you know, Chuck O'Willing the former Navy SEAL says discipline equals freedom so if we have a little mm -hmm. bit of discipline in our life, it'll actually give us a more more of a sense of freedom. And I think we, well, yeah, it's like consciously changing our routine because we'll have a routine right now, 
but it'll be kind of this automatic routine, which, like you said, might be like massive meal, bottle of red wine, um, playing on the phone, like first thing when yeah. I wake up. So that it is a routine, but it's like, okay, how do I actually change that? And you're right, it does take a, a level of effort to break past that inertia. And you have to say... But it well, takes what, what, a repeated, repeated effort as well. 100%. Not just, not just a, yeah. oh, try one morning, oh, it didn't work, I'll fall back into my old routine. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of different, um, you know, people say, oh, there's been studies done and it's 21 days or 31 days mm. or whatever it is. It's all a bit different, but it's like, it's sort of once it no longer, like the body starts to move in that direction without too much of your conscious will having to move it, I guess that's when it's become, starting to become ingrained. And I like what you said about the math because it's like, you know, well, what result do I want? Well, I want better sleep. Like most people are like, you know, I'm sleeping crap or whatever it is. Well, okay, well, what? what do we know leads to better sleep? And so I can build my routine based on whatever the result is that I want. And so it's like, okay, well, I need to um, not consume caffeine past a certain time. For a lot of people, it's like midday. Um, for It might be like I need to not, yeah, overeat right before I go to bed or maybe not undereat for some people. Some people just don't eat at all for the last, you know, six or seven hours of the day. And everyone will be a bit different. But I find for a lot of people, it's like, you know, eating but not eating too much. So we're not focused on mm. digesting through the night. Um, alcohol comes into it. Um, screens off or at least having your blue light blockers um, in some form or another or having the blue light turned off on your devices and that kind of thing. All of this stuff is what will help and aid sleep. It might be taking, you know, uh, magnesium and zinc or something before bed as well. And it's like, okay, well, these are the routines that are going to lead to it then we're going to put it into action. That's when it becomes hard. Because like you said, people might do that once and their sleep isn't good and they go, oh, stuff it. But it's like, you got to give it. It, didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. That's right. Or it's like it's like someone who's really, you know, it's like if I went and tried to run a marathon right now, I'm like, oh, running doesn't work. I couldn't run a marathon. It's like, bro, you got to run at one kilometre first. You know, start with small steps. Well, you've got to be realistic and set yourself up to succeed, not set yourself up to fail. And... But you've got to look at the motivation. You know, in mind what we talk about the steps to change, awareness, um, acceptance, and then motivation is, is the third one, and then tools and capacity. But motivation is a, a massive thing in this. It's it's why why am I thinking about changing my r- routine? Why? What's in it for me? You know, we're, we're very selfish as humans underneath it all, and we, we tend to do things when there's something in it for me. So what's in this for me? What's you know, I, I love hanging out on my phone and, and getting that dopamine hit. I love eating a big meal, I love a couple of glasses of wine. You know, why would I change it? Well, well, look at the trajectory, look at look at where this is leading. Um, zoom out of it and look at you know, is this healthy? Is this sustainable? And if it's not, then it's worth exploring and experimenting. As I said, it's going to be different for everybody, but it's worth playing around and changing it. and um seeing what works for you but don't just don't just give it a half-assed attempt don't just you know do it for a couple of days and go oh it's too hard or didn't work or whatever you really gotta commit and dedicate yourself to it and keep turning up you know in the mornings and and creating that awareness around going i can i can hear the thoughts i can feel the urges or the the impulsive thoughts to pick up my phone and 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 it's not bad that those thoughts are there it doesn't mean it i'm not going to apply any meaning to it all all that's required is for me to observe those thoughts and go right uh, that's that that's not aligned with what i'm trying to achieve these days so 
I'm going to let those thoughts pass by. And each time those thoughts pass by, they're going to get weaker and weaker and weaker and not have as much power. Uh, so, you know, a couple of weeks into it, it's it's right. Now this is getting much easier. So everything's hard until it's easy. Yeah, that's right. You've got to give yourself a chance. And the reason why, you know, it's best to start with a morning or an evening or both routine is because those bookends of the day is where we have, I suppose, some semblance of control, you know, during the day, yeah. you know, life, life happens, you know, things come at us that we do and don't expect. And so it can be chaotic. But the start and the end of the day where we can really start to, you know, have a little bit of agency around our life and say, you know, maybe I can, you know, get up an hour earlier and do a few things that are going to benefit me or, you know, well, or, or benefit my sleep at night time. And, and uh, you know, getting up early, uh, I was a big one for sleeping in, but um, thankfully I went to the army and got that knocked out of me. And then getting up early, I love now meeting the day. You know, I used to, I used to alarm, snooze, 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 get up and then just rush, rush, rush. And, and there'd be no sense of control or, or free will or choice at all. But getting up now and, and just meeting the day, I walked out this morning and <clears throat> it was beautiful. There was a couple of kangaroos just near the shack and I sat there and just watched these kangaroos for a bit. And then, you know, the doggos came out and did that and went for a W-A-L-K, sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and went down to the rainforest part and, you know, and it was just, you're just meeting the day. You're not getting into that, you're not getting into that really heightened state straight off the bat. So, and then at night, you know, so you can, instead of being wound up from the start, you can slowly increase, you know, it's like an engine. You can warm yourself up in the morning. Um, and then at night time, it's, it's like, you, you know, you've, you've been running hot all day or whatever. You park the car in the garage and you leave the engine running uh, and expect it to, you know, perform really well the next day. Well, that's a bit silly. You've got to turn the engine off, let it cool down. So it's all about, you know, observing yourself a bit more objectively and looking at, you know, I, I really want to function well or function optimally and, and perform you know, well and whatever I'm doing throughout the day. So look at the math, look at the equation, look at what you're doing and just 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 evaluate and assess it and then start making some changes here, some changes there because it all has a ripple effect. How we sleep has a ripple effect through your whole day. It has a ripple effect in what you eat. It has a ripple effect in your work and how productive you are. It has a ripple effect in your relationships or how you're playing sport. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's just these simple little no-brainers, and and there's a lot of research and talk about it, but a lot of people just don't do it for mm. some reason. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you're right. At the end of the day, we do want to wind ourselves down. People say, "I just want to wind down," but then we jump on the phone and scroll, and that literally winds us up. <laughs> That's what it's designed <laughs> to do. Or, or, and- or, or they or they have a glass of wine or a few beers to wind down, but that's literally making the body work harder to start processing the alcohol. So once again, it's winding up. Yeah, that's right. And the, there's a there's a rebound effect as well. So it's like I might feel like I'm winding down, but then when I go to bed or then I've been sleeping for an hour or two, then my body starts rebounding. And that's why our, our sleep quality is actually worse when we drink alcohol. And, so it's um, a weird thing as well, though, because mentally we feel like we're relaxing, but physically we're actually putting the body in stress. Uh, same with smoke. You know, when I used to smoke and work with smokers with hypnotherapy to help them stop. So they're like, oh, you know, smoking is really relaxing. And I'm like, 
do you know what inhaling smoke does to your body? It, it puts you, your body in a state of stress. It decreases the amount of oxygen in your system. Your heart has to pump. Your lungs have to go harder. But And they're like, well, why do I feel relaxing? I'm like, well, what does cigarette make you do? It makes you focus on your breath. It's like, breathe in, breathe out. So that's it creates this relaxation mentally, but physically it's, it's a different game. So eating way too much at night, you know, we should eat large meals in the morning and slowly taper them off. So I'm not, as you said, processing as much at nighttime. But, uh, yeah, large meal will put the body in stress. Alcohol will put the body in stress. Screen time will put the body in stress. But then you want to go and have a, a really peaceful night's sleep. Yeah, no, it doesn't add up. And at the start of the day as well, it's like if you, you know, if you have to set an alarm or not, but it's like when you wake up, it's like just get out of bed. Because what most people do, it's like when you press snooze, like, so you're setting the whole intention for your day in the morning. So by pressing snooze or just rolling over and going, you know, I'm going back to sleep or like five more minutes, you're essentially saying no to the day. So you're starting <laughs> your whole day by saying no, no, no. This instead of just getting, instead of getting out of bed and just going, yes, yes to the to today. Let's, you know, let's see. Yes. So, and we really do set the tone in the morning for kind of what happens. And most people wake uh, up uh, saying uh, no and also wondering, you know, like, Okay, what's gonna go wrong today? What's gonna happen today? Yeah, they're, they're already, but they, they they hit snooze. They try and convince themselves that they're going back to sleep, but they have that really light sleep, and in that light sleep, they start thinking about everything that's gonna happen in the day. So they're already mentally in the future. So they're already in a state of anxiety to some degree, whilst trying to get more sleep and it just it doesn't it doesn't add up it doesn't make sense yeah yeah so, so get, more... just get up you're gonna feel so much better if you just get up it, you know beds for sleeping and sex not for laying there Woo! On Woo! thanks rick flair and um uh and bed's not the only place for sex or sleep but um they're the only two things you should really where do else can bed. i do it uh, wherever you like. Um, so, in the public, yeah, so public park. Yeah, <clears throat> floats your boat. Um, um, that, that's a good point because yeah, people do. Um, you know, they'll go in bed, scroll on their phone, they'll watch TV and movies in bed, um, and that kind of thing. And so, it just creates associations in the mind. Whereas, if we're purely, you know, bed is for sleep, then um, you know, the mind knows. Okay, at the end of the day, I'm going into into my bedroom and into bed. Then it's it's time for sleep. Yeah, uh, and that word discipline just keeps coming back all the time. All right, so have morning routines, uh, morning and evening, sleep routine. Um, sleep hygiene is, is part of the, the evening routine. Um, move, pretty simple. Stretch, roll out, put the body under stress, breathe heavy, exert yourself, um, you know, get, get the body uh, uncomfortable. Um, uh, and that can happen in many ways. Game of tennis, go play golf, and, but but don't have a, a golf cart. Walk around, push your buggy. Um, lots of different things. Play with the kids. Get down on the ground. Wrestle the dogs. Or you know, there's so many. You don't have to have just a gym membership to exercise. There's many ways in which we can get the body moving. And um, yeah, I'm doing a lot at the moment. You know, lots of injuries and issues and that over the years i'm really focused on stretching and releasing and strengthening but the little muscles yeah so i've just got theraband in the morning theraband around my feet and just 
you know, moving my foot forward and backwards to strengthen the ankles and then moving my leg over here to stretch out the glute med and then stretch it over the other way and just all these all these tiny little muscles that support the big muscles. Um, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're super important. Yeah, no, so I take um, our dog to the dog park every morning. That's part of my morning routine. I have a big uh, electrolytes and some vitamins and I take her. And, um, yeah, I just find myself, you know, still, I like the analogy you use about sort of warming the, the engine up. And, you know, we'll, I'll be at the dog park and I'll start walking, you know, and then it'll be a brisk walk. And today I started doing a bit of a jog and some side steps and then stretching on the fence. And then some other doggies come. So I'm like, hey, who's the, the other doggies are here. And you're sort of playing with them and running around. And, and all of a sudden I leave and it's like I've gone from, you know, first gear into second you know, mm-hmm. so maybe even into third because the blood's moving now. And so all of a sudden the engine's starting to, to warm up a bit. So, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to just be a gym membership. There's so many different ways that we can we can move. Yeah. If you live near the ocean, just go and, go and walk in the water for a bit. Yeah, that's, that's great for you. Um, oh, another another one that I do on a couple of times a week is, which I, I do love, is we, uh, you know, take Tommy to the, the, the local play centre. There's a few of them around. And there's like, I always go in with him. He's like, Dad, you going to come in? I'm like, yeah, because it's like trying to squeeze through the little gaps. And then you know, I'm yeah. like trying to army roll my way through, you know, places and everything. Yeah. And it's great because it's all these, and I'm crawling around like I'm a fucking awkward bear or something. <laughs> and so it's like, but it's all these different movements that you wouldn't normally do if you're just doing classically at the gym or anything like that. So um, that, that, that's good as well. Different movements. I like it. I think Jack Nicholas was the golden bear and right on the awkward bear. Awkward bear. (laughs) 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 That's your golf nickname from now on. Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, Know your comfort zone and and make sure that you throw yourself out of that comfort zone uh, on occasion, whether it's physical comfort or mental comfort. You know, you can tell when you sort of um, stuck in stuck in that rut, stuck in a comfort zone, and and it's like yeah, you know, it happens to me up here. I, I, Forty acres. I, I, there's weeks where I don't go into town all week. You know, it's just M goes into town for work and whatever, and gets the shopping and just the doggos and I out here, and I'm quite content with that. But I'm like, oh, actually, this isn't healthy. I need to. I need to go and exercise my social muscle. I need to to get out of here and, and go and talk talk to people. I talk to clients all day, but I need to go and have a social conversation. Um, so that's just, you know, uh, just knowing, I'm thinking creating mindful awareness around when you're in your comfort zone and, and, and going, hey, it, it's, it's not, once again, it's not good or bad that I'm in here, but it's not, really helping me to, to to stay in here and exist in here i'm going to get soft you know i'm not not soft in a toxic masculinity way but it's like the, the ship in safe in harbor that's not what ships are built for because the ropes start to break down and barnacles on the hull and that so we've got to get out there and 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 yeah put ourselves in that discomfort to some degree yeah, yeah, no, literally uh, yesterday I signed up to a, a business program. It goes for 12 months the next year. And it's one of those ones where I looked at it and I, you know, I spoke to a guy on the phone for two hours and I'm like, whoa, this is a little bit, you know, a little bit of butterflies. I'm like, oh, it's going to yeah. be a bit of a stretch, this, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And then, and then, so there's, 
the part of me, like the part of you that goes, oh, I'll just stay here all week with the doggos. It's a part of me that goes, hey, just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about it. Just stay. In, this is fun. This is nice. This is working. nice. Then there's another part that goes, you know, the ship is safe in harbour, but still what ships are there to do. It's like, come on, mate. Like, stretch yourself. Live life, you know, live, yeah. live a little bit. And um, and I think the leaning into that is also a muscle, you know. It's like leaning into that. Oh, there's the edge of my comfort zone. I'm just going to lean into just the other side of it and then continually yeah. doing that. And like we've spoken about on many podcasts, that's how our comfort zone grows. Because when we yeah. go through, you know, mental health challenges and issues and um, a lot of stress, then all of a sudden our comfort zone gets very, very small. You know, we're kind of caged into a very small area. Um, and we've spoken about before, you had agoraphobia, like your area was literally the boundaries of your house. So it's like the more that we can, the more that we can develop this muscle, the more that we can lean into so many different areas. And all of a sudden, we get to a point where we're like, "Wow, I'm God, I'm experiencing so many different things and all these different connections, and I'm you know doing all this stuff." And uh, we have this huge boundary now that we can. Well, we can a, move bo- a bored mind, the the, sh- the ship doesn't do well when it stays in harbour because it gets bored and it's not you, it's not being utilised. So. You know you're in your comfort zone where where you keep catching yourself in those unhealthy sort of habits where you're scrolling on your phone too much, you're eating too much, you're drinking too much, or you know you're getting a bit snarky with the the missus or the hubby or whatever. Um, it's 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 getting it, it's, it's acknowledging it and then going all right. This is this is not good for me this is this is where i need to get out of there and and start stretching myself and engage the mind instead of distracting the mind um with the binging on netflix and then just sitting there eating chocolate and drinking beers and whatever it's it's, it's about engaging the mind instead of distracting the mind so what you're doing with this business thing is you're going to engage the mind it's going to start learning new neurological pathways firing synapses all this sort of stuff where if you don't go and do things that, you know, it's just constantly learning, constantly experiencing new things, then it's just going to be the old, the old wires, the old sort of highways are going to get deeper and deeper. And that's where you really get stuck in those ruts. Yeah. And there's like, I, I remember, you know, before my metanoia, um, and I would stay within these confines. So it's like I'm a tradie, go to work, get smashed on the weekends, have these same friendship groups and all that kind of thing. And it's all very comfortable. And there was a lot of good times, a lot of laughs, a lot of love, all of that kind of stuff. But then there develops this deep yearning. And I hear this so often from clients. They go, there's got to be more than this. Mm. But they, it's like we, we, we're, we're stuck in the comfort zone. We're stuck there doing the same routines, habits, everything without stepping outside of it. And so, and we do that for long enough that we're like, come on, there's got to be more to life than this, surely. And then we maybe see other people and we're like, I think they're like doing more, you know, than me, but we still, we're so stuck in it that we still don't step outside of it. So I call it turning, I call it turning left instead of right. And a Mm -hmm. a good example of this I heard on a video, I was laying in bed the other morning, scrolling on my phone, um, drinking a beer and eating some chocolate at 6 a.m. Uh, not really, not really. <laughs> and, um, and no, I was, I was doing something and and heard this video, this bloke speaking, and he uh, he said he bumped into a guy who oh up a mountain that they, they were 
hike up a mountain, there was only the four of them, these two blokes and their two kids. And he said, look at us, we're the only people up here. You know, there's billions of people in the world and we're the only two people on this mountain. And Blake's like, yeah, it's great, isn't it? He's like, yeah, where is everyone? He's like, oh, they're, they're, they're in their houses, they're, they're, they're in wherever. He said, well, why are you up here? He said, well, um, when I was 40, I made a, I realised sort of that I was, I was, you know, just one of the Joneses, I was stuck in the rut sort of thing and just going through the motions. So I decided every every two months uh, on a weekend, I'm just going to go and do something. I'm going to sign up for a cooking class. I'm going to take my kids hiking up a mountain. I'm going to go scuba diving or snorkeling. And he said, so six days a year, because it's every two months, six days a year is all it takes and I'm doing something new. But by the time I'm I'm 80, if, I, if I'm lucky enough to live till 80 or 90, I've had, you know, hundreds of di- these different experiences. And and so he's playing the long game. It, it, it's not much, you know, six days a year, but all of a sudden, six times 40, that's that's a lot of um, yeah. what a great what a, what a great way to put it because most people's excuse to mind will say, no, no, you can't have got time for that. Too busy. Yeah. Too much on. Can't do it. If, if, so, if someone says I don't have enough time, what they're saying is I don't, it's not a priority. That's yeah. all that they're saying. Right? If it's important, yeah. you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. So, um, especially with kids, like you know, what you're doing with you're going out and doing these things, and a lot of times you take Tommy, so you're conditioning and training him to not just sit in the house playing video games. You know, he's mm. he's, he's really going to be learning through experience, which is the best way to learn that. Oh, all of this is available to us. All of these experiences are out there. It's all there. We just got to tap yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Love it. Love all it. Right. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a good little good little list you've come up with on your deathbed here. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, I try and use my time productively. I'm waiting um, for the next. I'm waiting for the next one to be. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't have come out there. Um, Read and watch do- read and watch documentaries. You know, if you if you do find that you're sort of in a bit of a binge uh, trench, then you know a way to start getting yourself out there is to start watching documentaries. Um, uh, what's the website? I use? Films for Change is a is a streaming service with a lot of documentaries on there. Um, you know, if you're going to have screen time, you may as well make it educational or inform a higher nutritional content than whatever it is that you're scrolling through. So yeah, uh, playing around with them. Uh, uh, the, the first fundamental pillar in mindfulness is prioritizing you and in you it's your mental and physical health. So yeah, just, just uh, it's a nice segue. Just looking at the, the quality of, of calorie that you're consuming physically and mentally. Uh, so just just keeping an eye on that. Get a massage. It's a, it's a it's a funny one for for uh, women and men. Women are more sort of likely to go and get a massage. Um, blokes will do it only if there's something wrong. But yeah, go and go and get a massage. Um, and and you know, try a tire massage or a relaxation massage or a myotherapy or uh, acupuncture. Just Go and do something for the body because we use it so often. And go back to the car metaphor: we 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 rarely service it. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's actually the body really enjoys 
getting the, the knots taken out of it. Do, do you remember the massage chairs from Hoyana Shores? Do I? Well, no, I haven't even ordered one. Don't <laughs> look at my credit card. There, there are these massage chairs at one of the golf clubs. And I've, I've sat on those massage chairs, you know, at the shopping centres, and, you know, they've got them sitting there, and you, you sit in them and you put a bit of money and you're like, yeah, okay, that was pretty ordinary. They had these massage chairs, which were, oh, my God, Nick. They were, I've, got a photo, I've got a photo of you in it. Yes. It. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was bloody amazing. But, yeah, I think what you're talking about is that, you know, the yin and the yang, or I think Paul Check talks about the working out and the working in and having balance there. And so maybe we do we'll look after our physical body and do a lot of uh, movement, but it's very much yang activities or working out, you know, which means it's exertion, you know, more hard activity and everything. But then we neglect the working in, which is that servicing part that you're talking about. And it's like, yeah, okay, maybe you've, you go to get into the gym and you're going three or four times a week and you're smashing it out. And then the other days you're doing running, but you're not getting the massages. You're not doing the slow stretching, you know, you're not taking care of things. Um, you know, for me, um, yeah, massage and a Cairo, like my Cairo now is booked in every three to four weeks, no matter how my back's doing. Just because mm-hmm. I want, I, I know from fucking over a decade of having to go and get it sorted out when it's really, really fucked that, hey, preventative measures are much better <laughs> um, to what? do that. Yeah, who would have thought? What? It's crazy talk. If who only someone would base a mental health, uh, business on that model of proactive yeah that's that's interesting no nah, no one will do that no. yeah it's bullshit um <laughs> and massage is great because it, it 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 has an effect on the mind and the body you know it's it's um uh, yeah it's just it, it's a chance for you to switch off um put yourself in someone else's hands literally for a while um just just feel the the relaxation of it. It's a relaxation massage. So it's yeah, it's, it's good for lots of things. Um, learn new hobbies um, or expand expand what you're doing in your hobby. So I play the drums. Um, so you know I can play x amount of drum beats but i'm always trying to learn how to play more and and i can feel it you know when i'm trying to learn a new beat or a new song or a new feel or something and you're like you can't get it and because you don't have the the neurological pathways in place and then and i had this the other day and then all right i left, left it and I'm, i think i must have been dreaming about it or you know i'm always tapping and then and the next day, I went uh, and I felt the, the the wires connect and just this spark, and I was just like bang. I'm like yay, and then pretty pretty much straight away fucked it up again. Um, and but kept turning up, and and it's so healthy for the brain to to keep continue learning. See, I'll use it or lose it, sort of thing. Do hear something really funny? Uh, you, you just oh, brought that it? up. You brought that up, and it just I I literally had a dream last night, and you just I remembered, and it was so funny because. I was, um, for some reason, I had a gig coming up at a Tool concert, um, but I, I, I had to play drums as an opening act. What? And yeah, I'm not, I'm not joking. And so what happened? I and I don't, I've never played the drums, and so I, I had this thing in a couple where I had to play opening act, play the drums before Tool, but I knew I, I was going to get to meet them and all that. And so oh, you were in my dream because we were at this massive shop, and there was this weird big electrical drum set and i'm like 
Nick, can you teach me some basic <laughs> shit? Because I, I need to learn it. But everyone was like, no, you, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not fine. I don't know how to play the drums. <laughs> and, and, you were, and you were there trying to show me a beat or something on these big electronic drums and I couldn't, I was having trouble wrapping my head around it. So, yeah, That's that was hilarious. my dream. Yeah. Oh, I love that I'm in your dreams. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so whatever it is, um, yeah, try, try your hand something. You don't have to make it a permanent hobby, but just, just try and go to a pottery class or a cooking class or a knitting class or gardening or something. You know, it's, 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 it's aligned with getting out of your comfort zone. It's, don't yeah. just, don't just stick to what you know. Musical instrument, art, um, learn a new language, all of that kind of stuff. You know, there's so many that the, obviously I work in the online information, you know, industry now and there's just, you can do whatever you want. It's like, you know, if you have some sort of interest in some field of knowledge, you can find someone who's an expert in that area and you can learn from them online. And I think that's such a beautiful thing of our online world. There was, um, oh, I can't remember. Someone said if you, if you type in this link, there's like free college on the internet, uh, but you have to put like dot edu or dot something um and all of a sudden all these all these free courses pop up there is so much information the, the internet's a tool and, and a lot of people don't use the tool very well or they use it um to to create dis-ease and, and unhealth within themselves so if, you, if you're gonna be on the internet let's let's use it for good not evil and and actually get that mind engaged again, not just distracted. And there's a lot of great uh, players like uh, Udemy, um, Udemy.com, <laughs> uh, Coursera, uh, Teachable, I think is another one. And these are like, you can get courses on there. You know, I did, it was when I uh, wanted to start making online courses. I did a course on how to make an online course. It's so meta. But you can find anything on there. I wanted to learn about um, critical thinking and the scientific method. And I found someone on there who was literally a, had been a college professor for like two decades in the States who'd made a full course on critical thinking and I paid like 20 bucks for it. And it's like, <laughs> fucking hell, I'm learning from this expert in the field for 20 bucks. It's absolutely amazing. And you can get really obscure with it. You can look up like, you know, how to raise baby goats in a cool weather climate. And it's like, you, you'll find it. Somebody, somebody, that's their thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can go on these sites and just type in anything that you're interested in and just, and just go for it Just start diving in. I bought uh, Em and Em and myself um, some motorbikes for the property, just um, some dirt bikes. And Em's has got some issues and needs some bits fixed, so I'm doing a motorbike mechanics course, um, just just the basics in motorbike mechanics because it's all a bit foreign to me. And you, know, you can yeah. go and pay you can you can go and pay a mechanic hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars, or you can pay, you know. A couple hundred dollars to learn a skill that you've got for life. So yeah, mm, yeah, learn these fun, new fun. things. We take Tommy to um bush kinder, and he's doing forest school now. I don't know <laughs> if I've told this, but like the the first time um I took him, so with the the bush kinder one, you, you you go with them and you do whatever the activities are. But it's great, and it's stuff that I wish that I had when I was a kid. It's like learning about nature, how to be in nature, what to be aware of, how to you know, make things with nature without taking from it. And we made this little painting, or Tommy did, where there was a bit of like hessian cloth and you'd find a few different flowers of different colours and you'd put them in there and you'd have like a rock and you'd 
fold it and beat it. And then when you opened it up, the colors would stain into the into this cloth. And then the the teacher there is like, all right, um, mums and dads, what we're going to do now is we need to make a frame for it. So she's like, there's a bit of twine here. Go find four sticks and tie together a frame for this thing. And I remember thinking, oh, fuck, I hope I can do this. Because <laughs> this is the stuff that I never learned when I was a kid. It was all like, yeah. you know, you learn your math and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was never actual engaging with the environment. And so, luckily enough, because I'm like, man, Tommy's going to think I'm a bit of a disappointment if I can't do this. But I imagine <laughs> that, you know, tie it together and make a frame. And it's all these, uh, yeah, skills that we can learn. And it's great that you can learn, like, literally how to, you know, change parts on a bike and that kind of stuff. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, that, that integrating back into nature is so important because we're, you know, we talk about integration within ourselves, but integration within our environments as well. But uh, we're so disconnected from the land. Um, there's a there's a lot of, of stuff up here in Queensland about reintegrating with nature and and connect, reconnecting to the land. And um, I think I've spoken about it before. The Dreaming Path with by Paul Callanan. It's a Indigenous thinking to change your life. Um, a wonderful book and in that he talks about um, the three types of learning it was experiential so so in indigenous culture they don't have go to school at nine o'clock and come home at five o'clock there you know it's schools for uh, education is, is for a couple of hours um, but then there's also doing things for the elders and so that the whole day is sort of learning but uh, through through fun ways and, and experience. Um, but he said, yeah, so have, have you have your scholastic learning and have your sort of hobby learning. Um, and then I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but yeah, there was these sort of, you know, so get your diplomas and degrees and all that sort of stuff, but learn your life skills. And I think it was the personal skills. So um, I was playing around with, I think the next podcast we might do, because I'm, I'm, I'm writing the, the client handbook at the moment. Uh, and a chapter in there is um, uh, cultivating these inherent um, qualities within ourselves um, that, that you know, we're not all born with amazing discipline or amazing willpower. That we're going to cultivate a lot of these parts. So, mm. yeah, splitting splitting your studying up into your scholastic study and your your life skills study, but then also your personal development study. Yeah, so true. I went, um, you know, we had David Baker on the podcast from Woodley, the producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I went, I went to an info night, um, oh, on, nice. uh, on Tuesday night, literally two nights ago. So yeah, I saw him again. And cause we want to, we're going to apply for Tommy to start going there next year. Awesome. And, um, so it was info night and we're going for a, for a tour of the, the junior, um, campus on Monday. And, um, yeah, just these philosophies, like, I'm like, fuck, what a, what a great way to do it. He was talking about, you know, respect for self, respect for others and respect for the environment and learning through experience. And it's like mm. a few people in there were putting their hands up. So like, what's the exact curriculum and that kind of thing. Mm. And so I know they're, they're learning through all these different activities and things that we're going to take them through. And, um, you know, they spoke about the, the classical schooling system, taking kids of all different uh, dispositions and natures and shapes and sizes and trying to make them all the same. Whereas mm. they're trying to flip, flip that funnel on its head and trying to, um, have them lean into all their differences and their strengths and everything. And um, it would just, it, I, I was, I was obviously blown away having him on the podcast, hearing about him and, and the school, but going down there as well and, and, and seeing it, I'm like, 
fuck, we've got to get Tommy in there because it's just exactly, it's, it's, it's <laughs> exactly the experience. Did, did yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went up and had a chat to him and he, he literally said, he goes, I was actually thinking about that podcast the other day and was wondering if, you know, people listen. And I'm like, yeah, I had, I had some great messages of people saying that um, that's such a great philosophy and way to, uh, you know, approach childhood development. So I see what you've done here. This is You've played the long game here. You've thought, oh, I wouldn't mind getting time in there. Hey, Nico, let's get him on the podcast. Uh, or let's make you think you're going to get him on the podcast, Nico. And yeah, well played, sir. Well played. I yeah, like it. I like I'm it. smarter than I look. You're not, you're not just a fart smeller, are you? <laughs> I mean, a smart fella. Um, all right, balance. Balance is a big one. Balance is my default word um, in in everything. It's always you know, in Einstein said balance isn't being perfectly still. It's like riding a bike. You go sort of there's an ebb and flow in a sweet spot. <clears throat> so uh, imagine a spectrum. Uh, it's 100 metres long, 50 metres is in the middle. Um, 60 metres and 40 metres is probably the sweet spot. That That's balance. It's not just, just in that 50 metres. And we've all, got, we've all got these wonderful human natures and these personalities and these traits and tendencies. So a uh, key for me, uh, uh, a quality that I cultivated was this awareness around noticing when I was moving out of that sweet spot whether it was towards the zero end or the hundred end was i going hyper or hyper um and and i know i'm um, i'm running my best i'm optimal I'm, I'm i'm a better person to be around and for everyone else and feel better within myself when i'm in balance uh and when i'm in alignment so um you know up, up here it's, it's been really really interesting someone the other day said how are you i was playing golf with a dude um and he said oh how are you finding it up here i said yeah i'm i'm really deliberately each day it's a i'm really going to turn up every day because it would be i've got to work on the business so seeing clients i've got to work in the business developing resources and, and and growing it um but I've also got to maintain 40 acres and there's a lot of rain and a lot of sun up here. Everything just fucking grows constantly uh, and quickly uh, in the season. And, but I've also got to have fun. I've also got to hang out with M and the dogs and, and you know, give myself permission to take a day off from mowing lawns or chopping wood or whatever. And, and so that balance is... It's not easy to it's not easy mm. to stay in that balance because I have a lot of tendencies that go. I just want to keep working on the property. I want I want to get the property into a certain state, which is completely irrational because you know if I go away for a couple of weeks to come back, it's all out of shape again. So that's that's a constant work for me up here is is finding that balance. And once again, it takes discipline um, and it takes mindfulness. It takes conscious awareness. It takes observing myself and really going all right okay you've you're doing a bit too much here we've got to shift over here a little make it's all about making these little adjustments on on the fly it's not about you know you're driving along you start veering off the road if you yank the steering wheel over here you're going to put yourself in in shit so it's just about making these little adjustments yeah yeah yeah, I love it. That that word's just so strong for me and, and so many clients I've seen as well. I love the Einstein analogy of the bike. It's like 
we're never actually the only time we're perfectly balanced is like as we're crossing over from one side yeah. to the other. Yeah. So it's, it's like we're, it's fleeting. very fleeting. And so people have this idea. It's like, well, what do I need to do to be perfectly balanced? And it's like, you never will. You just, yeah. you just notice when you're dipping one way or the other and, and everybody's got a different place uh, for that. And, you know, for me, um, you know, so for me right now, today, and for maybe tomorrow as well, my focus is slowing down a little bit because I've had, you know, a ramped up, I had a ramped up social weekend because it was my birthday and then a ramped up lots of work stuff the last few days. And so I can see my balance and, and, and it, like, like you, it's so easy for me to go, I'm on a roll. Let's keep going. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that might feel good in the moment, but I'm, I've done it enough times where I've gone too far away. I know where it ends up. You know, ends up me getting burnt out or angry and resentful and frustrated, all of those things. So for me, it's like now, as I instead of you were saying the 60 and the 40, so if I'm down towards the 40, I stand now, I'm like, so, okay, let's slowly ramp it down a little bit, you know, and then it'll start to come back. And, and like you said, it's, it's a balancing act. And, you know, we've got to, when we start, to, like anything, when we focus on something, we start to become more aware of it. And so we focus on balance in our life. We know when we're starting to get to one end or other end of the spectrum. And we create that for ourselves. Now, most people, you know, we live in a society now where the we're conditioned to be go, go, go. You know, we're always doing, we're always consuming, we're always scrolling, you know, all of that kind of thing. So for a lot of people, the first step is starting to maybe slow down that a little bit. And and like you said, maybe it's not, you know, okay, I'm going to completely ban myself from the phone and the laptop completely and then all these other things. It's like maybe let's just limit it a little bit see how we're going, limit it a bit more, see how we're going, turn all the notifications off on my phone, see how that goes. And so we just start to find our balance. Because like you said, when when somebody's balanced, they show up so much better, number one for themselves, but also for all the people that they interact with and around them. It's And that, that so it doesn't just benefit the person balancing, <laughs> it benefits everyone I, else as well. I, I, could, I could easily sit in my office and work... 18 hour days you know and, and feel great doing it uh you know because i'd be smashing things out i'd be productive i'd be oh i've done this that sense of achievement that sense of accomplishment that'd be very easy what would happen though is m would feel very uh like not like a priority um the dogs would be come just bored and disruptive um i just have a, a really negative ripple effect on so many other components of my life you know work family friends hobbies if you're heavily biased in one area it's going to come to the, the detriment for all those other areas so um you know i once again when, when i went through my metanoia and i, I pulled out all these shitty beliefs and and limiting beliefs and toxic beliefs and replace it all with these philosophies. One of them was just because I can, it doesn't mean I should. Mm. Uh, and that was, that was so liberating for me because it was, it was an acknowledgement. It was a, I, I can do that. I can, I, I could play golf for 18 hours a day. I could, I could, you know, hang out with the dogs for 18 hours a day. I could, you know, but just because I can, it doesn't mean I should. And so, I added to that and said, do what's required, you know, and that 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 helped cultivate that discipline. I was like, do what's required. What's required is I turn off the computer and get out of the office. You know, I'm, I'm in this workflow and it's, that's where discipline comes in again. 
you know, I, I'm in the zone with this. I'm in the zone. Oh, just another hour, just another hour. And 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 then all of a sudden it's four hours later and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, I've missed that. Oh, she's good. She ate dinner by herself or the dogs haven't had a walk today. Or... So it's, it's really turning up for yourself again and going, no, I'm going to step out of this component and, and what's required is to go and spend time in that other component. Yeah. Yeah, and we have to know ourselves, know our priorities, you know, because that can happen with me. Like my, I have prior, different priorities, but my number one is being a dad. And it's like, you know, that extra hour or two of work on something that I want to do, if that's taking away from me being, a, you know, there as a dad, then it's like, come on, mate, it's not worth it. You're gonna, is that why like, golf game sucks? Because your priority is not to be a golfer? I'm going to say yes and use that as an excuse. <laughs> Right, right. I thought <laughs> I'd just put that out for you. Life path. <laughs> you wait until I have my three wood and my hybrid. I'm going to be a weapon out Dude, there. Dude, I've got a golf simulator in my shed now. Yeah, mate. You well, don't understand what this means. You, you can't simulate just walking out to the first and seeing these big guns in front of you, mate. You can't do that. You don't. You're not intimidating. You're not intimidating. Yeah, you don't have no, the combination no. to get into this safe, buddy. No, but I'll find uh, it. I'll find it. I'll get in there. No, don't worry right. about it. No, right. the, the, uh, I've put "Don't settle for mediocre." Um, but I'm doing this. Po- I'm doing this podcast with you, so I'm sort of. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of. Something's <laughs> <laughs> there. I had to take it, man. You, no, you didn't. You, you, you just because you should have <laughs> doesn't mean just that you could. I, just because I could, it doesn't mean I should. Um, uh, and, and I think don't sell for me because some of us is what we're spoken about. But the last one uh, is something that we've just done: is travel, book holidays, and micro breaks. You know, um, don't just don't just book your your big one or two week vacations. You know, have those little micro breaks as well, and. They're really refreshing. Uh, and once again, and that's all of these things stops us from falling to those ruts. And, and essentially, that's what we not want to avoid, but that's want to be really mindful of is not getting stuck in the ruts. So, right, um, booking, you know, start your whole year. Just, just December 1st, have a look at what's happening next year and then start booking all these micro breaks for next year. And then it's done, you know, just do it all in one hit. Yeah, yeah. We literally, I did a workshop uh, of a life planning day for this year, but we just booked them all. We're off to Yanaki next week, you know, Yanaki Caribbean. Yeah, my brother, he they were managing the Warrnambool Caravan Park. Now they've just started managing the Yanaki one. Um, because as we get older and, you know, it's worth spending time around people who are nearing the end of their life and you realise you're this kind of conglomeration of memories and it's like, you know, am I going to look back on the fact that I worked a couple of extra hours every day and go, oh, yeah, that was so good that, you know, the 14th of May in 1986 and I worked those couple of extra hours just to get that spreadsheet done. Fuck, it was good. It's like, no, you're going to remember that you took time out to, you know, go on these little breaks or go on these holidays or learn a new language or play the guitar and how you got good at it. That, that's the things that you're going to be left with. And if we don't, just, we're not going. We're not going to remember the the ruts that. Well, remember that rut I was in for four years, and I just <laughs> reacted to automatic behaviors the whole time. Yeah, those are the days. It's not. We remember. We bring, remember bring the, them back. Bring the glory back, days. Bring back the rut, the glory days. And so, yeah, we we remember these things. So if we plan them and do them, then we we get a chance to have more of these fond memories. And it's great. It's exciting. You know, sitting there. 
planning all these little breaks and holidays for the coming year. It's, it's <laughs> something to look forward to and it gives us that sense of purpose and it, it creates a, a, a substance, a depth to our life experience. Stuck in the rut is so surface level. There's no depth or substance to it. So, you know, the, it's the amount to... of The amount of banter that we had leading up to the Vietnam oh. trip. <laughs> mind boggling uh, I did and I didn't know we had it in us it's, uh, it, was, it wasn't a surprise but it was a surprise <laughs> it, was, it was hectic for a while there um, so yeah it's, it's collect memories not things uh, I'm working with a client at the moment he's so successful in his business and you know his properties and all this sort of shit uh, but he keeps missing his appointments and I said mate you <laughs> Gave it to him straight. I said, you got to do better. He's like, oh, you're right. I said, you're just not a priority. You're prioritizing all these surface materialistic things, but you, you know you know all the theory, but you haven't mastered the techniques. You, you, you've read all the books and you know all the, the lingo and the language, but you're not embodying it. You, you, you're not integrated and, and you're not talking the talk. And I was walking the walk, sorry, you, you, you're talking the talk. And I had this really interesting conversation about, you know, how, how, do we, how do we still run a business that we're passionate about? Like you and I run our own business. How do we run a business but still uh, it's, it's not the be-all and end-all? It is and it isn't. You know, my why is to help reduce the amount of unnecessary suffering in the world with people who want to do the work. And that's great, but it's it, that's not going to be on my tombstone. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to have a, a thousand clients turn up to my funeral. Um, and and yeah, yeah, Nick was the greatest. It's 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 about. I said to him, I'm really focused on being a really good human being. That's sort of that's my, that's my uh, thing. Is how can I be the best human being and. And he, he sort of was a bit jolted by it. He's like, that's a thing? That's, a, that's, something, we can, that's, something, that's, that's something we can do? And I'm like, yeah, when you're a better human being, you're a better boss or, you, you know, you, you're, you're better to interact with, you're a better husband, a better father and all these things. So, But isn't that such a sign of our, our conditioning, you know, both uh, from our parents and culturally, it's just this conditioning of, oh, you mean that that can be a goal just to be a really good human being and acquiring all these <laughs> things, isn't it? It's one of the reasons I love um, Michael Singer um, as, a, as a teacher because, you know, obviously I read The Untethered Soul and that and I'm like, wow, this guy's got very deep thinking and he explains it really well and, you know, it's great, you know, really wonderful stuff. And then after that I find out that whilst he was go his whole process was about just self-exploration and being a better person, but along the way, he built like a billion dollar business and was managing <laughs> hundreds of people. And I'm like, what? And so, you know, then he, he wrote a book, uh, the surrender experiment, which explains like how he like lived his life of having this big company and then, you know, legal battles and jet flying and jets and that whilst his number one thing was his meditation and his inquiry practice and all of this other stuff was happening. So that's why I love the, he's a real good, uh, I suppose, integration of the both. Yeah, I think we need role models. We need we need to look to those that have come before us and that are <laughs> achieving things that, um, yeah, the, the role models. I, I, you know, in becoming a better human. Hopefully, I'm a role model for clients, and I'm, I'm a role. That's not my 
I, I want to be a good role model, but it's it's, a, it's just a byproduct. Um, mm. And and as I said, it always comes back for me. It comes back to when I'm in balance and the best version of myself. I'm I'm just better for everyone else. So, but yeah, it takes effort. It takes it takes fucking effort. It does. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not, we're not going to lie and say it's a very, very easy path. You know, it's one that pays dividends as we go along the way. And then it's only when we look back and go, oh, my God, look where I was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago to where I am now. I'm so glad that I did all those things. But it goes against our immediate gratification culture and nature where it's like, you know, oh, I meditated for a day. Why, not, why aren't I feeling awesome? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you give it up. So, you know, I think the thing of today yet. Why, why, why not? This is bullshit. So, um, you know, let me go and, you know, take ayahuasca or something so I can be feel that state for a short amount of time, you know. So it's like, um, yeah, I think being there for yourself has really been the theme of today. Tips for well-being um, from Nick's deathbed, but uh, it's really showing up for yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to pull uh, a card for me here, mate. What's going on? No, no, well, they, these are great. I love these. Um, I use them with clients all the time and, and within my book, I'm – so they're the Buddhist um, reading cards uh, by Sofan Chan. Uh, I recommend getting it. self a set. Um, I'm, so, I'm such a fan of Sofan Chan. It, oh. mm, okay. Um, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm trying to wrap the show up by making you yeah, cringe yeah, with my dad jokes. Yeah, yeah no, no, I love a dad joke. Um, a discipline is one of the cards, and it's a contemplation card. But a disciplined mind leads to happiness and undisciplined minds leads to suffering from the Dalai Lama. Um, and I think we might do an episode on the Eightfold Path, which is the fourth noble truth in Buddhism. And it's the, it's the path. And it's you know, just to run through real quickly, pure effort, pure speech, pure thought, pure concentration, pure livelihood, pure action, pure understanding and pure mindfulness. So these eight things that we can incorporate um, and practice to all of a sudden find ourselves flourishing and 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 thriving in in all areas of our life. Um, and and many of these are what we've touched on today. It's hilarious with a client when they finish a program. I'll run through these and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm doing those." And like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even tell you the eight ball path existed, but you know started pointing you in the direction of these things and and look at you go. And they're like, oh, that's wonderful. Can I add a ninth fold to the path? Go on. Puring my four iron. <laughs> that's so much better than that Zofan Chan fan joke. <laughs> yes. yes. That's so much better. All right, I'm going to create balance today and go and have some breakfast and W-A-L-K the doggos because we're up early recording this this morning and um i don't know what are you? no i haven't oh i can't remember um and go and get into my golf simulator and um pure my nine eye beautiful the ninth the fold path the ninth fold path uh thank you everyone for tuning in we hope you're taking something out of this episode uh hit us up if you have any questions and if not we will see you all on the next one thank you nico peace Peace out. I know he ended the meeting.